Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And thanks for being with us this, um, I don't know, brisk fall day. Yeah, it's cold. It's chilly. We did have some nice weather over the weekend. We but did, yeah. Was it last week when it was snowing? And crazy windy. Yeah. Yeah. Bleh, yeah. Bleh. yeah. So it's better than that. So we're it in is. a little better spirits than that. We are. And <laughs> we get a story that we all know. Yay. Woo. Woo. No cryptic. <laughs> it's got some levels to it, but yeah, it's there's, not Yeah, there's as, some meta and yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not as like, intentionally cryptic, right? No. Thank goodness, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, so for all of you who have been following along, we're we're out of the parables. Parable season is finished. Is it though? I don't really know. Uh, Do we I come back? So. No, I don't really I, I look think, ahead. Yeah, I like I th- to be surprised. I think, I think we might be done. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. We might be done with parables, but that's okay. I enjoy the parables. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in some ways this this story, so we're talking about the story of Zacchaeus. It's Luke 19. Um, there are some parabolic levels to it, right? Like mm-hmm. in some ways there's... Hidden meaning. Hidden meaning and also <laughs> like that in some ways it's it's a story that means more to to us than just like a, a literal narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, we're at least out of the really cryptic ones, thankfully. Yes. So we're into Jesus and Zacchaeus, and we are still in Luke. Still Luke. So we're in the 19th chapter of Luke, and we start in verse 1 through verse 10. Uh, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the whole section. Yep. Okay, then there's another parable after that. So we might be right. back into the parables. I'm just, we just don't really know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Any other updates before we jump in? No, I mean, uh, so this this text falls this year on Reformation Sunday. Oh, that's right. So so just kind of heads up, some of how we'll be talking about this text fits mm-hmm. into also just thinking about what does that mean? Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, otherwise I think, no, nothing else to really yeah. add at the get-go. We'll get more into it, but if you're like, what's Reformation Sunday? Because I told somebody, oh, oh, we couldn't do something because it was Reformation Sunday. And they're like, why wouldn't you be able to do that on Reformation Sunday? It's like, well, because it's a high holy day for Lutherans. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It really is. There will be pomp. There will be circumstance. There will be a mighty fortress is our God. Yes. There. Yeah. People will wear red. They will. Holy Spirit will be present. Yeah. Hod for Mads will be confirmed. Yeah. Important things will happen. There will be brass, right? Yeah. 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 So like for worship, so it's a festive, you know, it's a festive day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, that's the. That's lurking in our background. It is. And so that's one, one thing to know is that that's, that is the structural liturgical setting mm-hmm. that this text is dropping into. Yeah. And so it's not to say that they have to play with each other, mm-hmm. but I think that as we talk, you'll hear us playing with them. With each other. And it's yeah. interesting to think about, too, because the lectionary is not a Lutheran exclusive thing, right? Oh, no, it's totally ecumenical. It's yeah. it's used by Catholic churches. It's used by, you know, other Protestant churches. Right. It's very Lots widely used. Stripes. And it wasn't yep. just created by Lutherans. So it's not no. like no. this. the intention of this text was it to be to fit in with Reformation Sunday. Right. So it's interesting how it does fit in, even though it's not intentional. And we call that the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, read okay. the story, Molly. Come okay. on. Let's Jeez. get to it. Let's All get right. to it. All right. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. 
He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner? Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. What All a right. great little story. It, it is. It reads like a children's story because it is such like a great like children's well, story. Well, and also I think like, you know, it makes me think Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, like. see what he could see. Yeah. So, by the way, which is really interesting because like the Greek in this actually, we don't know if Zacchaeus is short or Jesus is short. The he isn't clear. Oh, I think it's pretty evident that they're talking about Zacchaeus. Ah, but like you just don't you just don't know. The he mm-hmm. with reference is not it's not clear. So because we don't I think we're we're so used to thinking of Jesus as tall, dark, and handsome that we make an assumption in this that Zacchaeus is short and can't see. But it might be that Zacchaeus can't see because Jesus is short. Oh and you can't see because other people are blocking. Yeah. The view and it's hard to see Jesus. So like we don't really know, which I think is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, it also makes it less like because it <laughs> it also makes it less about small like Zacchaeus being small and that being not a good thing or like because I think sometimes that gets yeah rubbed in a bit that he's short that he's short yeah. he's a short rich tax collector that somehow his right? physicalness um, defines his character right you know when yeah. that's not the point the. The point to me is that he has to reposition himself in relationship to Jesus in a way. He does. And sight is key to this because we didn't read. I mean, we we jump over the passage that's just before this in Luke 18. But we, we had the healing of a blind man mm-hmm. right before this. And I think that there's Luke is intentional with this, that the blind, the story about somebody healing, having their sight healed. Yeah. And then Zacchaeus not being able to see mm-hmm. and seeking to see mm-hmm. that there's some there's some imagery going on here as well as deeper meaning. Yeah, to so. to me um the main thing I'm thinking about in relationship to the word kind of reformation to be reformed yeah. is that there is this um there's this change that is happening, right? And it yeah. begins with this change that Zacchaeus has to change his position, his like physical relationship kind of with with Jesus, right? To be able to actually visually see him. Right. And in doing that, he cha- he changes on this deeper level. There's this internal change that happens in consequence of him changing his physical place and space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that like there there's that level, there's also the level of of the of what the ch- of how Jesus facilitates that change, right? Yeah. That it's not just that Zacchaeus is making a change. It's that mm-hmm. Jesus is an active player in this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that, like, in, to start off, let's just, so quick breakdown. Chief chief tax collector means that Zacchaeus is probably the head of the Amway group. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that is like head of the banks. He's ahead of all the different pyramids mm-hmm. of all the different tax collectors that collect and then mid-level management. And then he's the chief tax collector. Mm-hmm. So it means that he's probably the most wealthy tax collector in Jericho. Mm-hmm. Jericho, by the way, is a trade city. It's on the it's it is on the route from the Middle East to the Far East. Mm-hmm. So this is probably a very wealthy trade route. So there's probably lots of money going through and being taxed. Lots of p- goods going through and being taxed. Ah, so he's so very wealthy. He's very which which if we think about parables, the imagery being set up for us mm-hmm. is that this man is loaded. Mm-hmm. Like he has so much money. He's like an Elon Musk. Um, right. You know. Yeah. But instead of shooting, taking a rocket to space, right? Like Zacchaeus <laughs> is like, man, I really want to see Jesus. Is that what and, Elon Musk is going to space to really just get a better view of Jesus? Oh, man, that would be, <laughs> I don't know. That, that would be a very interesting <laughs> conversation. But um, but the, like Zacchaeus does the most unglamorous thing, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. The only people that ever look even remotely graceful going up a tree are arborists who like totally know what they're doing and yeah. like just kind of move swiftly and rapidly and but everybody else just it's climbing trees is awkward it's beautiful and childlike too right I think but that's it's, another level to it right there's this sweet innocence about a child climbing a tree to see things you know but it's also like it's there's that childlike innocence but it's also like think about this man this is a man who's wearing robes <laughs> right like yeah. the attire that he's wearing is not like he's wearing jeans or he didn't wear his climbing outfit. He's not wearing his, a climbing outfit, right? His he's, athletic. He's just grade he's climbing material up. sweat I mean, wicking. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, he's got chalk for his hands. I mean, like he's totally <laughs> set and ready. But like he's not. I think that like there's that there's that juxtaposition of the childlike joy of climbing to see, as well as the awkwardness of having to do that, mm-hmm. right? Like that it's both. Yeah. And honestly, I think that 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 tension is actually really kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's humbling himself, right? We just talked yeah, a lot about humbling. Yeah, he's humbling himself, mm-hmm. all, even in just the act of climbing a tree yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Um, and and there is this, too, like humbling in the way that Jesus came to the place. He looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Yeah, which right. this is powerful because, like, you normally don't invite yourself over. No. And the other piece is that you only invite somebody over who is of a higher stature than you mm-hmm. so that you so that it makes you look good or be better. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in that in that context that like it's Zacchaeus shouldn't be inviting somebody that would be considered beneath him. Yeah. And what does Jesus do? Jesus, Jesus breaks that narrative mm-hmm. and says, I'm coming over to your house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, and, and he like kind of like says, "Come on down from that. Like you, yeah. you are up here on this level. Well, you have to come, come down, down, right? Come it's down like and be with Jesus me. is is essentially saying the social con- so the social norms that you are used to mm-hmm. are wrong. Yeah, right. In some ways, and so it's it's breaking that, and so he invites Zacchaeus down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zacchaeus was happy to welcome him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. But I also love this. This is one of the only places where we get Jesus using the word hurry in all of scripture. Oh, yeah. And so Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> there's energy in this. Like, yes. Like, hurry, hurry on down, buddy. It's like, get down here, Zacchaeus. Yeah. I'm coming over to your house. 
which in some ways like adds to that element of like we would expect that Zacchaeus would be the one I mean and this is another piece of the parable question right like the exalted low low exalted mm-hmm. piece is that like we would expect that Zacchaeus would be the one extending an invitation yeah. and um, Jesus would be humbling himself or somebody else would be humbling themselves. And no, it's Jesus is forcefully extending mm-hmm. his own invitation <laughs> to his, yeah. to Zacchaeus's house. And it's, it's, it feels like, I mean, just thinking about linguistics, it feels imperative. Like you're coming down, Get down and I'm coming here. over. I'm right? staying at your house, yeah. right? It's, it's, it connects back in with the end, right? The son of man came to seek out and to save the lost. Yeah. Right. We can assume that because of Zacchaeus's position and his uh, vocation, that he is somebody who is a little bit lost. Right. Right. Um, he's also lost up a tree. I mean, we can we can tree. have we can have that imagery, too. And right. That think, he's not he's not with others. He's apart. Yeah. We might be like, well, why would Jesus just wander over to this guy and like tell him to come down? And it's like he came to seek out. I think there's such power in those words, right? Like Jesus is gonna find if you are if you are feeling lost, Jesus is gonna find you. And this, like, if you read the subtext of how the crowd responds, they're missing this mm-hmm. because they say, they say, um, what is it? He's uh, gone to be a guest, guest of one, of one who's, who's a, a sinner. sinner. And the irony is that he's gone to be a guest. No, he invited himself over yeah. to the house of one who is. Yeah. A sinner, right? Like Zacchaeus wasn't gracious and was like, Hey, Jesus, you want to come over to my house? No, Jesus said he was coming over. Jesus is coming over. It's Jesus. Jesus is the impetus of the action. Right. Which to me, one of the things that like I love about this is that like Jesus is trying to come into our lives, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. Right. And the question is, how do we respond when Jesus Mm -hmm. knocks on the door or grabs us out of the tree or like, right? Like, what do we do? Like yeah. if Jesus is, I mean. And it's like, what do you need to come to Jesus, right? Yeah. And I think. That Jesus has already been like, come on down. Jesus is seeking Price you is out. right, Bob Barker, Jesus. <laughs> come on down. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spay and neuter cats and dogs, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a good thing. But yeah. Yes. All right. Anyway. Um, Plug for that. Also. Oh, darn it. I lost my train of thought. Um. Okay, also, what does it take for Zacchaeus to come to Jesus, too? Because it isn't just like Zacchaeus was like out collecting taxes and like Jesus found him there, right? There's right. this curiosity, right? Yeah. That Zacchaeus holds within himself to kind of like, I want to I want to see Jesus. I'm just a little bit curious. And in some ways, like that's one of the really interesting questions is like what actually what is driving Zacchaeus's desire to see Jesus yeah. or to be present to Jesus? Is it, yeah. is it that this lack of seeing that, that his wealth has blinded him mm-hmm. that like, I mean, what levels of imagery do we play with this? Like, yeah. um, you know, is he so caught up and he's, he's finally like, I, I there's gotta be more to life than this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm feeling an emptiness in some way. Like yeah. what, what's, what's driving I'm ready him? for something. Yeah. And I think so I had this conversation with this couple last week um, and they were telling me about all the different, you know, ministries they had been involved in and the different churches and the different places they had lived. And they're like, none of it was planned. All we did was be open. Right. Yeah. To listen and be open when the things presented themselves. Mm. And so maybe there is that sense that 
yeah, Zacchaeus is this tax collector and sinner, but he's just open, you know, just like the man beating his breast in the temple. He's just open he's just to open. what Jesus and God can do in his heart. And in that openness, mm-hmm. the question becomes, can we, can we hear yeah. what Jesus is, what, what God is calling you don't have to, to have about. it all figured no, out. Yeah. You don't have to say, I believe X, Y, and Z or have no doubts or anything like that. You just need to be open. And how, what a difference just being open and not only welcoming Jesus in, but yeah. thinking about what are the other things that happen in our lives when we're just simply open. Yeah. And I think that like there's some significance to that because I think. The, there's also this question in this parable of like, is that what inspires Zacchaeus to to say what he's doing re- regards to his money, mm-hmm. or or are these separate but also connected? Right? Like, mm. is is there a say sp- more about that? Yeah. Is there a spiritual wholeness meaning that is going on here? Like that Zacchaeus is is finding something and being found in a way that is profoundly bigger than anything related to money, mm-hmm. right? And justice. I'd say probably not. This is Luke, right? But like, <laughs> but at the same time, I think that that's going on. But I also think that like Zacchaeus's response, right? Like if if Zacchaeus really is like Elon Musk and he's just getting rid of half of his stuff mm-hmm. and paying back four times any money he's frauded, that the numbers don't really add up. But at the same time, the bigger question is what type of shift has happened mm-hmm. and what does it mean that that shift has happened? And and I think when I think about it, like for all of us, mm-hmm. um, what do we expect to occur when we make that space? Right. Mm-hmm. Are we expecting and are we afraid of that? Maybe it's going to ask, we're going to feel convicted or feel like we have to change that like as we feel whole in certain ways that we're also like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this other thing wrong. We don't hear that Zacchaeus says I'm quitting. Mm-hmm. We don't hear that Zacchaeus is changing how he's going to behave every time. Mm-hmm. We just hear that he's now going to try to make amends, which honestly says, you know, that in some ways salvation and reparations go together. <laughs> I mean, there's there's that level. But like, yeah. I just I just kind of wonder, like in that piece, like how that pushes, right? Because I I think you're totally right. I think that like that transformation. The transformation happens because the transformation happens because you're open. But what is the transformation that needs needs to happen? happen? And what, and are there multiple transformations, right? Like what, what does this actually, what does this look like? And I think that's it. I think, so the story, we always need to go back to the beginning, right? The story is set up as Zacchaeus is this very, very rich man, right? He has too much, right? And so what is drawing him away from God and Jesus? What is this? What is, you know, weighing on his heart? Well, we can assume that it's that he just has too much. Or that he he has too much. And at the same time, he is missing. Yeah. Right. That like it's that like abundance is not found in possessions. Abundance is found in relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Right. In some ways, like there's that. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. And so it's this is particular it's a story that's particular in Hawaii. It so is. So like if you if your bank account's not like racking up the money every single month, this might not be the story for you, right? Like and that's okay. This isn't like, oh, now you need to go out and sell all your possessions and give to the poor and 
all that. But it's also Jesus doesn't say to do that. It's the no, Zacchaeus no, no. chooses to do that. But I think those are some of the things it. it leads us to think, right? I think, like, yeah, I think we often interpret, oh, this is mm-hmm. this is what this means. It's okay to say but, for me, though, what is the thing that is weighing upon my heart, you know? Because perhaps for Zacchaeus, it's that. It's that I've got too much and I got it in a way that was maybe hurtful for other people. And I would say also it's, it's there's that that added of where am I empty? Mm-hmm. What am I searching for? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm open, what else can fill my heart? Right. Where yeah. just the the thing of lots of money is existing. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. and I think in, you know in our society we could say money could also be attention, affection, mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, work. I mean, any list of yeah. things that become obsessions or addictions mm-hmm. or that run our narratives. Idols, right? Idols. Mm-hmm. And that that yet at the same time, there may be emptiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we how do we meet that? And I'm. Yeah, I think to me, that's one of the and one of the things that's really interesting to me with this, like just thinking about Reformation for a second, too. Um, is, you know, the Protestant Reformation really like Luther was like you can't put tradition on the same level as scripture. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic response was, well, yeah, we can, Mm -hmm. and we are. Mm -hmm. And Luther was like, but you can't. Like scripture is supreme. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways, one of the things like I think about with this story is that in some ways it's, it's trying to say that, um, that, uh, the norm that Jesus has come to disrupt the norms and the traditions. Yeah. And how do we make space for that? Because it's awkward and uncomfortable and it might involve climbing trees or like, (laughs) right. But like that there's, there's this level of shift that is happening Mm -hmm. in this story Mm -hmm. that is fairly profound because he's shifting society. He's inviting himself over and going to somebody's house who forget about the people grumbling that he's going to a house of a sinner. Think about all the rich people who are grumbling and they're like, why the heck did Zacchaeus invite somebody of low stature, this dirty rabbi mm-hmm. over, Yeah, right? Like there's, yeah. there's these dueling pieces. And so I'm kind of wondering like, is this also elevating that the story teaches in a way that tradition cannot. And sometimes tradition has to be, I don't know, flipped. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that reformation in so many ways was also about flipping mm-hmm. story. I mean, flipping how things work is saying that tradition doesn't have that. Indulgences don't work, that there are these two sacraments. By the way, everybody should get bread and wine, not just bread. Yeah. And Or <laughs> or even not get it. It's not performative. It's communal, right? Like that. there are all these different pieces. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. How is it? It's ch- It's shaking it up in such a way that is getting rid of what is not essential and filling up with what is essential, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, in this story, Jesus is kind of like, is pointing out um, in some ways, you know, that like that last line, mm-hmm. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus's identity is not in his money, but is that is, is in it. He's in a son of Abraham. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. That he's a child of God. Um, which is a really interesting thing to think about in this, in the context of our own stories and also reformation Mm -hmm. because one of the big things that, um, 
that like Luther wanted was people to understand scripture and to be able to read it mm-hmm. and to hear it in their own language because mass was spoken in Latin. Yeah. Scripture was interpreted in Latin. The, the Catholic Counter-Reformation actually reaffirmed mm-hmm. that only the church can interpret scripture, <laughs> that only priests can. Mm-hmm. Whereas Luther is like, that is... Hogwash. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> no, you can't do this. Like, like that's just nuts. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that in some ways that there's some of that in this, like the... Yeah. The, like, that... Um, that who who you need to remember who you are, but it also means that the things that are getting in the way of that mm-hmm. need to be removed. Which is a it's a beautiful symbolism too. That Zacchaeus thinks he knows who he is when he's up in the tree. Yeah, but when he comes down, he gets to really see who he truly is. Which is really ironic because mm-hmm. it was probably up in the tree that he felt most uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, but I yeah, mean that like yeah. he's he's going to see something because he can't. He can't see for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And his stature, I mean, stature, and I said it's not physical, but like wealth, mm-hmm. means he shouldn't be in a tree. Mm-hmm. He should be like in the Hilton with the view <laughs> of the parade route, uh-huh. right? Like mm-hmm. being like, hey, I get to see Jesus from up here. I've got my cocktails and yeah. all this. Like, But that's not what's but happening. But I never have an interaction with him then. Right. You know? And that's actually one of the beauties of this is that like, what we often think of as as this being removed, Jesus breaks that down. Mm-hmm. That somehow Zacchaeus enters into a space where he can be closer. It's awkward. Yeah. But also that Jesus is the one that then breaks that, what breaks the third plane in theater, right? Like, I mean, like, he talks to the talks audience. To the audience yeah. And yeah. like, he reaches out. Uh-huh. And like, I'm like, that's, you were that's just there's here beauty to, in that. You were just here to be an observer, but now you're a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder if in some ways, like just thinking about Reformation, that's one of the big pivots. Mm-hmm. Is it like the church in in pre, pre-Reformation was you're an audience. Mm-hmm. And Luther was like, no, you okay. have and always will be a participant. Yeah. yeah the, the, all the saints, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're and, in the communion of saints. And the priesthood of all believers, yes. right? And like mm-hmm. there is something more to this mm-hmm. and to who you are. You're being invited in, and the people are the people are mad that Zacchaeus is invited in because they don't right? think he deserves to be invited in. Ooh, which by the way, remember where this comes? Right, we just had the Pharisee and yeah, the tax, tax collector, collector. Mm-hmm. and this is once again a reiteration of reminding of like how we understand the world, mm-hmm. who we think belongs, belongs and who we think doesn't belong. Belong is and not Jesus how God saying, functions. Actually. This guy does really belong because he he needed something. Right. He needed he. You may have thought that he had everything. Right. But he needs something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Powerful. So. Yeah. Any other Reformation tidbits that you'd like to give us? Ref- Reformation fun facts. Sure. Yeah. Reformation fun facts. Okay. So. Um, let me see here. You so wanna, one of my favorite podcasts does this. Sorry, does this thing where they do the the like green lights and the red lights on like pop culture things. So you want to give some green lights on the Reformation and some red lights on the Reformation. So green li- <laughs> green lights being like like positives and yeah. reds being negatives. Yep. Okay. All right. So green lights. Um, really interesting thing in relationship to the Reformation that. Um, that the Reformation, we often think of the 95 Theses kicking it off, which it kind of mm-hmm. did. But then Luther wrote like three books mm-hmm. that really ticked off um, 
uh, Rome in part because one of them it was a, it was essentially an instruction guy or an, not an instruction but essentially asking all the princes in Germany to overthrow Rome to over to get rid of Rome. Um, <laughs> so up. so we often think like it started with the ninety five it did, but what probably got him excommunicated mm-hmm. was that he really stepped in it. But what's really cool is that the way that Luther and the Reformation probably spread. Um, and this is really powerful, is that it spread through preaching. Mm. Because we often think like, we're like, well, he published and this got published, but only probably three to four percent of the society was literate. True, true. So so it spread in the elite classes who could read, mm-hmm. also known as the princes who were interested in, in getting rid of Rome mm-hmm. and having more money for themselves, by the way. <laughs> but speaking <laughs> of tax collectors, uh-huh. but like, but but that um, the three quarters of the first converts to Lutheranism really are considered to probably have been priests hmm, and preachers. They were so, like, yeah, I don't really like this indulgence right. thing either. So, so the movement really started by shifts in sermons mm. and shifts in what the people heard oh. and how worship was done. Ooh. And so I think that's really cool to think about that we often we often think about the different pieces in society. And I think we don't really think about the church and the pulpit as, as powerful as it probably used to be. And Mm -hmm. that's probably true in some ways, but in other ways, if you think like I mentioned this to a group um, on Monday when I was teaching about Oxford confession was like, think about if like every preacher in your, in your community, all of a sudden shifted how they did it and we're all on the same page and it was totally different than what had been happening. Yeah. That'd be wild. What would that do to your community? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that's to me. This is that's a really cool green light, right? Like, and when at a time when everybody probably went to church, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's an amazing green light. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's a fun one. It matters what you say. It matters what you say. Yep, <laughs> totally. Preaching matters too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really fun. Um, uh, red light. Luther was really like we often think of Luther as this like proactive, like really there for the little guy. Mm-hmm. But he wrote some terrible things. He wrote a lot of terrible things, but he wrote some terrible things and actually was like essentially that the princes need to destroy all the peasants oh, yeah, that's for the good. peasants war yeah. in twenty in um fifteen twenty four, fifteen twenty five. That's a and real like, red light. And that it was just like and it's just really interesting because you're kinda like Luther? Like Why? you were trying to educate you were trying to like Why? bring people in. <laughs> uh-huh. And man, they did. Like they put their finger I mean, they snu- yeah. It was it was bad. There was a time in Luther's life where he really took a turn and he should have just like bowed out. But he like kept writing stuff and it was like, eh. yeah. Right? And, and I mentioned, too, like, I mean, there's there's debate on this with Luther. But like, um, I think the Reformation actually continued partially because Luther actually kind of ducked out like mm-hmm. and was sidelined. I think that actually a lot of the other priests and the other like Melanchthon is the Melanchthon. one that did the word confession. Like, mm-hmm. the, I think there was a lot more movement and partially like Luther I mean, he got crazy, wrote a lot of anti-Semitic things, mm-hmm. terrible things. But also there's there's debate whether Luther had mental health issues, whether he was bipolar, whether he yeah. had syphilis, whether there were other things that were he, impacting his he life. He flew a little too close to the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it impacted things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So red light, late Luther, green light, early Luther. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Like there is some of that going on, too. But mm-hmm. like. um but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so those of you who are in, in the area, um, I'll be doing a quick talk on the Reformation and what it means for today mm-hmm. between worship services here, so around um, 945 to 1015 on, on Sunday morning if you're interested. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I think, 
I think there's a lot of just really powerful stuff to think about about how the Reformation is still impacting us today mm-hmm. um, and how we worship, but also how we act in the world mm-hmm. with responsibility, with advocacy, with other things. I think it really impacts us in powerful ways. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's my teaser. Awesome. Thank so, you. Thank yeah. you. All but right, I, I think we're done with Zacchaeus, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Now. We'll see where it goes this Sunday, but those are some good little tidbits. See if mm-hmm. See if we get up a tree on Sunday. So I'm going to bring in a tree just to climb it on Sunday. Okay. We're going to just all take turns climbing a tree. Yeah. I mean, to you see know, what you can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about taking a balcony view of things. So, you know, take the sycamore tree view of things, right? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. But anyway, <laughs> friends, right. thanks for being with us. You've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends.